Welcome back, podcast. I hope all of you are doing well. I appreciate you being here with us for another episode. My name is Jasmine Wonders, and I'm joined by RJ Rome, as always. We're so grateful for all of you that joined us in 2020, and we hope that that continues in 2021 as we have many more guests to come. But before I jump into the episode, if you don't mind, subscribe so you're notified when these episodes come out. And if you can, write us a review. Now, let's get to the episode. So, Paul G. Wright, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. You want to do a brief introduction? Tell us uh, where you're from. What do you write? Yeah, um, I am one of the few remaining Atlanta natives. Uh, grew up here. Um, went to school in uh, right around Stone Mountain High School when there was still such a place. And uh, have uh, spent most of my life here one way or the other, with the exception of uh, four years in California, uh, have written everything from newspaper articles to screenplays, uh, and now we are starting a literary career writing novels. Uh, so it's uh, an exciting time. So you said that your school no longer exists. Is that, is that what you meant? Well, the neighborhood that, uh, that I knew uh, no longer exists. It's, okay. it's gone downhill. Uh, oh, don't boy. like, to, don't like to go visit over there too much, uh, because the memories don't match, uh, oh, don't man. match reality anymore. That's very sad. Yeah. It's just, uh, part of progress, I'm afraid. Mm. So are you still currently in Atlanta or are you, you're moved on? Uh, I'm right outside of Atlanta right now. We're living in Lilburn, um, which is, Kind of about in the same area as, as Alpharetta. I don't know if you're you're familiar with that, um, but it's uh, it's just about fifteen twenty minutes outside of the city. Okay. And you said you write you've written screenplays and, and newspaper articles. What are some of the differences with those as opposed to writing now? Well, with uh, with newspaper, you got a gun to your head. You've uh, you've got to turn something out, uh, and it's obviously a more stilted. Um, there's not a whole lot of room for creativity. Uh, mm. Screenplay is real basic. It's just you know directions. Um, the character enters. You write the dialogue. The character exits. Uh, so again, it's a lot of stilted language. Uh, in a novel, you get to get inside the character's thoughts, their heads. You can paint a word picture, um, and it's a lot more, a lot more freedom um, to kind of express a, a mood or an idea, uh, or even you know the way something something looks um and that's a, a real rewarding thing for a writer because if you've done your job right um the reader is going to see the memory or the scene that you are trying to uh that you have in your mind um so i i equated a lot the taking mm -hmm. a photograph or painting a picture so was there something that compelled you to start writing fiction or it was just always an interest? 
I have had an interest in it ever since I was in fourth grade uh, and read Judy Bloom's novel, Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing. Um, <laughs> that's kind of when it clicked with me that, uh, you know, I could do something like this. Um, th- this would be cool to, you know, to write stories about things that happened to me and my friends. And I played around with it off and on. Um the uh, the thing that kind of kick-started this particular novel is last year when we were all going through the unfortunateness of, of the lockdown. Um, right. And we all had a lot of free time on our hands. Uh, my wife kind of said, you know, you've always wanted to write a book. Why don't you go ahead and, and just do it? In other words, please find something to do and leave me alone. <laughs> Preferably something that will take up a lot of your free time. So I kind of just took it as a challenge and had had all of these stories uh, from my undergraduate years that I'd been boring her and a lot of other people with. (laughs) And I thought, you know, I really should do something with this material. Um, I had taken her up to the school that this is based on and showed her around. So the, the memories were still kind of fresh. And I just took it as a challenge. I'm going to see, okay, do I have enough material here to to make a book? And you get the first 10 pages knocked out, and you go, okay, well, let's see if we can write another 20 pages. And they, they keep stacking up on the side of your computer. You start going, okay, all right, maybe maybe we do have something. And the next thing I knew, um, I had a manuscript. Uh, and the process just sort of went from there. Okay, um, well, is anybody else going to be interested in reading this? And I started getting some positive feedback. Um, and the next thing you know, um, here we are. Uh, we, we have a book. With my name on it, even more important. <laughs> At any point during that writing process, did you feel like maybe you were stuck or it wasn't the right thing to do? Oh, heavens, there was a lot of times I was stuck. Um, that's, uh, I think that's just part of creating anything. Right. Um, there was a moment well, more than one moment, um, when I would get to about the third chapter and I had a character that just was not going in the direction that I had intended. Um, it was She was supposed to be the main love interest uh, for the protagonist. And I should back up and say that the real birth of this actually came from a uh, a time when I was taking some acting classes. I wrote some scenes loosely based on my college experiences, and that's really where I developed the two main characters. Okay. Well, I thought that they were going to go through the novel and wind up together and have some adventures and, you know, some lover spats and whatever, but that they would wind up together. Well, the character had other ideas, Mm -hmm. and through the end of chapter three, she decides to break up with my protagonist, and I'm going, okay, what now? Now what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) 
and we tried it every other way. And I'm like, you're not doing what I told you to do. Now stop this. You're ruining my story. Um, we hear that from so many authors, and it's so funny because it's it's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to you, Jazz. Oh so yeah. It's like it's like it's coming out of your brain, but it's not translating to paper the way that you intended it to. It's just yeah. Always, it always amazes me. I had I had written an outline for this and everything, and I'm going along. And fortunately, um, a character that I had not intended to be in the story at all, I hadn't even hadn't even thought of her yet, just appears. And it's one of the few times that I've had that happen. I have no people have asked me, who is this based on? And I've just started saying it's based on my wife because it's easier than arguing. Right. Um, but I literally don't know where she came from. And she took the story in a completely different direction. It was a lot more fun. But I would be working away on my computer going, okay, what are you going to do now? All right, this is interesting. And typing away and just going, I don't know where the hell you're going, but this is good stuff. Just keep going. Right. <laughs> um, so that kind of gave the story a, a new life. Um, and I feel like it was a much stronger story with that. Um, but I hadn't intended to write that at all uh, when I first started to to construct the manuscript. Are are you the kind of person that has like over the years just kept like written stories or maybe written ideas for stories and just kind of kept them until the time you can write them? I have a file like every other writer of stuff that I'm going to get to one of these days. <laughs> and um, now I feel like I can finally start working on some of those, but I've got, uh, at least three that I have been trying to beat into shape. Um, one of them is a detective story. I keep starting it and stopping it and starting it again. And I think it's probably the way that a musician is, you know, I've got this idea and I try to play it. No, that's not quite it. Well, this is kind of it, but I haven't quite found a hook for it yet. And I keep putting it to the side um, I've got one that I really want to get into that's based on my days in the 80s as a heavy metal fan, going to mm -hmm. concerts. <laughs> yeah, everybody says that. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I want to read it, too. I want to know what it is. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's stuff in there when we met the lead singer of Motley Crue and the lead singer of Guns N' Roses, all of this great stuff, if I can ever get it down. Wow. Um. So yeah, there's there's a a pile of stuff that's that's waiting to be written. Um, it's just uh, I think it's a matter of of timing. Mm. You've got to be in the right headspace to uh, to get it down. On those times that you're stuck, how do you kind of get yourself out of that? A lot of what I was doing, and I'm fortunate to come from a family of writers. My father wrote for the Atlanta Journal and Constitution. Uh, for about 10 years, and I think I get a lot of a lot of it from him. He did the first edit of my book, and I would a lot of times sit down with him at night, um, and we'd be drinking coffee. I'm like, I don't know where the hell this is going. This is driving me crazy, blah, 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 blah. 
and talk back and forth. Okay, well, what's the point of the scene? I'm like, the point of the scene is to get past this scene so I can get to the next scene. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, just get done with the thing. And we would talk it out back and forth, and I would usually get the idea that way. Other times I had a place that I would go walk that was kind of in sort of a little you know, outdoor space with some trees and a lake and whatever. And I would just walk around there and talk to myself. Okay, what are you trying to do? Um, and I had watched a kind of a how to write video. I don't really want to call it that, but it was a series that Dan Brown had, had done on how to do a book. And one of the things that he said is, in each chapter, have a point that you're trying to make. You know, the, the right. characters are supposed to get from here to here. And keep that as your focal point, and that will lead you through it. Well, it worked. A lot of the time was, I just want my main character to do this in this chapter. I don't know what he's going to do later, but this is what it is. And so I keep going over and over, how am I going to do that? And something would eventually break loose. Um, but sometimes it was just line by line. You know, I, I hope to hell this makes some sense when I'm done with it because it doesn't right now. So I think every, every writer has some trick like that, but, but that was, that was mine. Just keep talking it through. All right. So after you finished the manuscript and you had it edited, what was the next step? I assume you were self published. Yeah, for the moment, um, we do have interest from a an independent publisher. So, so fingers Very crossed. Good. That's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, uh, that just actually happened this week. So, uh, so it's an exciting thing. Thank you. Um, well, the thing that I did after I had finished the rough draft was was leave it alone for about you know three or four days and just right. you know be glad it was finished. And then it was combing through it and going, okay, how can we make it shorter? Um, we've used a lot of words. Do we need all of these words? And get rid of the typos and, you know, all of this, this fun stuff. So you're basically editing yourself. Um, and it was a little discouraging because I'm like, oh, I've written all of these pages and I've just thrown away yeah, about. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, but it was a thick book, and now it's not anymore. <laughs> and that was really where you uh, – I've heard a great illustration about writing, I, especially if you've done newspaper writing. Um, you love this. They say that if you want to know what writing is like, imagine you go out in the hottest day in South Georgia down to a muddy creek and start digging clay out of a bank. <laughs> Sounds like you, a great time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my father says if you're a newspaper writer, imagine you're doing it with a man with a gun to your head. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> And that is the writing experience. The editing experience is you take the clay back to your nice, cool uh, little studio and start polishing it. Mm. Um, I don't agree with that part of it, but <laughs> th 
because the, the editing part is there's no creativity to it at all. You're just trying to, okay, sand the rough edges off. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but that took probably about another month and a half. And the d- part that I did like about that was I had hired an artist to do some illustrations for the book. And he was sending me stuff back and forth, like, is this right? Is this what you want? And so I actually got to see what my characters look like on paper. And that That's was fun. Idea. Yeah, it really was. I'm like, oh, there's Mark. There's, okay, yeah, there they are. Great. This is, you know, I can see you guys for the first time. So it really was like watching, uh, you know, watching your work come to life. And, and that was a rewarding part. At any time during this editing process, did you look back or were you like, oh, I can't believe I I wrote this? Yeah, yeah, there were several times. Um, I still look at it and go, God, you you wrote this whole thing. This is amazing. But there were some places where I read it and said, this is good. This You, you really knocked this one out of the park. There were other places that I looked at and go, well, mm. Yeah, okay, well, it'll do, but if I had time, um, you know, I could write this whole two or three chapters better. And I think that you always want to be in that place where you are always like, that was good, but I can, my next one I know I can do even better. Right. I think we're very self-critical of our own works. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of the time that I've been sending it, uh, out to uh, prospective uh, agents and publishers, I'm I'm looking at it going, they're never going to buy this. This is horrible. They're never going to buy this. It's the self-doubt creeps in. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sure is. Did you utilize, like, beta readers or anything like that? Well, I'm not sure I understand. I'm, I'm understanding that term. Um, what, what exactly does that mean? So beta readers usually um, read it upon completion, kind of before you set to publish it, kind of get um, feedback from. Oh, yeah. 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 So I have, some of well, them even post, uh, like, reviews <laughs> before it's out to publish or published. I, I had several people. Um, I had a couple of people who the, uh, the story was loosely based on look at it, and it was kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing. Like, okay, this is – you know, you were there. <laughs> you you remember what this is based on. Do I need to hire an attorney? Right. <laughs> that was my next question. <laughs> and I had a, a one of the guys was kind of joking with me. He said, you should have been uh, retained an attorney before you wrote the first word. But <laughs> oh, <boy>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so fortunately, it passed muster with uh with all the guilty parties. Uh, so I was, I was happy about that. Was there anybody not on board with the story? Um, that, that it was based on, no, um, I haven't run into that so far. I have had one, one guy that looked at it. Um, and I spoke with him, uh, not too long ago and he just, he just doesn't get it. Um, and you're always going to have that, that, odd person where you're like how can you not get this this is yeah 
um, it's kind of like, you know, how can you not like Star Wars? That's impossible. What are, <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, but fortunately, um, I've had people uh, of all different age groups read it, and it seems to be a universal story, which is really what I was hoping for, um, and have gotten, uh, so far, gotten fairly positive response from So my question is, Amazon has it listed under coming-of-age fiction, Mm -hmm. but you said there's an element of romance. What do you categorize the story as? Is it a romance? Well, I'll tell you the the thumbnail version of it. Um, The movie Arthur, have you ever ever seen that one with Dudley Moore? Yes, it's been a while. It is essentially the same idea – set in college and what i mean by that is my protagonist is a happy-go-lucky essentially professional college student he enjoys that closed safe world where he's able to kind of put off growing up for a while um and bum around with his buddies um and his you know longtime girlfriend well in my version, the father figure who tells Dudley Moore, you've got to grow up now, is his professor, or not his professor, his academic advisor. And he doesn't want to do it. And he finally clicks with a Liza Minnelli-like girl um, who he falls in love with, and she is the one who propels him on the path that leads to adulthood. And the romance is between those two characters, just like in in Arthur. Uh, Arthur finally finds the right woman who understands him and sees the potential in it. And you get to watch not only them fall in love, but you get to watch Arthur start to grow up. And that's basically what happens in my story, is the romance finally is the thing that he realizes this is what I want out of life. I want to be with this girl doing this. Um, You know, this, this is who I am. This is what I do. Where before he was just sort of this, you know, well, I'll figure something out one of these days, but it doesn't have to be now. Uh, I just like, Mm -hmm. you know, being a college student and hanging out with my buddies and, and drinking on the weekends. You know, this is what's wrong with this. So it's it's like romance with a little literary fiction type stuff going on. Exactly. Like a journey of life, right? Yeah, it's the, the journey that we all make where we have to finally say, okay, what am I and what am I going to be? Um, right. And in the process, he's watching his friends uh, who are – Finding, them, finding themselves at the same time. And so at the beginning of the book, you have a bunch, I call it, uh, if you remember the TV show, Welcome Back, Cotter. It's essentially Welcome Back, Cotter Goes to College. They start <laughs> off as a bunch of goofy sweat hogs, and by the end, they've started figuring out their, their grown-up identities. Uh, and he's sort of the last one to go, Okay, yeah, I guess I can grow up, too. (laughs) (laughs) Since your stories are so personal, how do you comb through what you're willing to share and what you're willing, you know, not to? Uh, You know, I don't know that I actually sit down and 
think about that. Um, it's more a matter of this is what is what I feel like my reader can relate to. Mm. Now, there was there was a few places where I had to make some decisions where I'm talking about the character's home life as to how much of my own family life I was going to reveal. Um, I made the character an only child because I've got a brother and a sister who also have children, some of who are now in high school. And I thought, I can talk about these things and my brother and sister are going to get it. But my nieces and nephews are going to go, you're talking about mom and dad. <laughs> and that's not necessarily cool, Uncle Paul. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, there was a number of things that actually went on for real that I'm like, uh, we're not putting that in the book. I will never be able to explain that. That doesn't go in the book. Uh, so there are some places where you have to kind of massage what's going on in, in the literary world versus the real world. And again, I think every writer probably struggles with the same thing, like how much about my friend do I talk about, how much about my folks and my brothers and sisters do I talk about, and how much do I just leave out? So in terms of marketing strategy, do you have a strategy or are you just implementing like starting to implement marketing side of it well i because that's I, the hardest part i find it it really is. is um and if i the next one that i write i'm going to do completely differently this essentially started as just a project right. and i knew nothing about marketing i just assumed you know you sell it to the publisher and they they handle all that well correct you know that's getting it. <laughs> yeah but what I have wound up doing is hiring someone um, who is doing some marketing for me. And we're actually, um, it's great that you're, uh, that we're talking about this today because in submitting it to publishers, I discovered I was a little bit shy of what they, uh, what they require as far as word count. I'd, I'd actually done my editing a little too well. So I wrote some additional material that I'm implemented into the manuscript, and we're going to really be doing relaunch of the book uh, in the first of May. So it will be a okay. version with never before read footage, uh, if you will. And we did that mainly to bring it up to, uh, you know, to what the the standards were for a, for a novel. Okay. So I, I was able to kind of put some material that I'd, I'd wanted in the book originally back in. But the marketing part of it, um, gosh, there is so many different things that go with that. Mm. Um, I'm like, I, I need a professional to help me do this. <laughs> I will never be able to. It does sound daunting. <laughs> yeah, it, it. well, you can either do that or you can have a full-time job. Um, right. and <laughs> how did you find this person to help you? I went to a site called Upworks, okay. um, which I really highly recommend for, uh, for any kind of freelance, uh, work that you're looking for. It was the same site that I'd found my illustrator on. And I just published or put a, uh, 
a job up there looking for someone to help uh, market my book. Um, and I had several people bid on it. And this was the person that, that really seemed to be like a red meat eater. She was really excited. Um, she actually uh, has her own nonprofit uh, organization that, uh, that helps battered women. And I'm like, good grief, you're doing this and marketing. When do you sleep? <laughs> um, but I'm like, if you can handle that, you can definitely handle my project. You got the job. So she's, uh, we've been working together for about uh, almost a year now. Wow. I just want to backtrack a little bit back to when you were submitting to these publishers. I know we've heard from another author um, that most publishers don't want to touch something that you've already tried to publish on your own. Did you run across anything like that when you were reaching out? I did. I, what I was able to do is um, I talked to another author who's who's been down this route, done the self-publishing, and has been able to get several of his books picked up uh, picked up by an independent press. And I asked him, I said, what is the procedure with this? And I have read and and gotten several different opinions. One is that you should just pull the thing off the site entirely. Mm -hmm. uh, another is that you should mention that you're self-publishing it. Um, and I think you just, it probably depends on who you're submitting to. This particular one asked me, uh, there was a form that you fill out. It was a little different than submitting just a query letter and some pages from your manuscript. And there was a question in there, and that's, you know, they asked, have you self-published it? And I thought, well, if I try to say no, all they're going to have to do is Google my name, and they're going to see that it's up on Amazon anyway. Right. So I'm not going to gain anything. Mm -hmm. So I clicked the box. Now, I also... This also happened to be the um, the independent press that my friend was using. So I put his name in there. It's like I've been referred by one of your authors, uh, and that seemed to do the trick. You know, mm -hmm. they at least wanted to read my manuscript after that. But I think with anything like this, um, it's just like trying to get a job. If you try to lie, you're going to get caught in it anyway. So it probably should be one of those things that you – or that I should have sat down and asked myself, do I want to go this route or do I want to go the other route? Um, and again, when you when you're starting a brand new project that you've you've never had any experience before, you're going to make tons of mistakes. Um, I think it's just part of the learning process. Of course. What are what are some of your goals moving forward? Do you plan to turn this into, you know, multiple book series? You know, I would love to write another one with these characters. Okay. And I, I essentially shot myself in the foot because by the end of the book, everybody is going to a different school. Mm. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> I could have made this into Happy Days. I could have just had <laughs> these. <laughs> um, I might be able to squeeze one more, uh, one more story out, there is a window of time in the book that I sort of gloss over. Um, it is during the, the Christmas season. And I do have one story that I was not able to tell 
um, from that same time period. And it, it takes place in just a week, so it would be just kind of a, a very brief story. But I could get one more out of that. Um, but going forward, I'm probably uh, leaning more towards the uh, the story I told you about um, when uh, when I was back in my heavy metal days. Everybody seems to want me to write that one. They're like, <laughs> you know, who did you meet? What did you do? So uh, that's probably going to be the next one that I tackle. Definitely sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was back before concert tickets cost the, the same as an Oldsmobile. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was the good days, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, those were the days. Any other news you want to share with us? Um, you can, you the can book. shout out your, your Instagram handle and <laughs> your website. <laughs> well, we're, uh, we're getting ready to change some of those right now. Um, okay. But uh, if you go to uh, paulgwright.com, that is uh, that is the site that's going to be having uh, all the information uh, coming up on it. So just uh, okay. either go there or uh, or go to Amazon and buy a copy of the book. And I see it is on Kindle Unlimited. Yes, know if it'll stay that way with your your publisher, but right now it is. So you get it yeah. before it's gone. <laughs> yeah, get get it while it's hot. Exactly. And one more question. Sure. Is the website something you created yourself, or did you um, hire somebody to do that as well? No, the website I farmed out to uh, to my nephew, um, okay. who is, uh, you know, they all the young kids know all the technology, right. and I let him, uh, <laughs> yeah, I let him take that on as as kind of a project. He's getting ready to to start college soon, and. Uh, it's always good to have something uh, that you can show off when you're when you're applying. Yeah, the websites are definitely a an issue. Oh yeah. For people who like us who don't know uh, how to do that. No, <laughs> no, I just know how to go click on the thing and, and look at it. That's <laughs> right. that. I'm I'm no good. <laughs> Outside of writing, what do you what do you do for fun? I am a huge movie buff, um, and uh, it it aggravates my wife a little bit because I'm one of these guys that'll be watching the movie and pause it and go, okay, you know, they're not really here. This is how they're doing this. And this is where the camera is. And this is where, and she's just like, well, you just watch the story. <laughs> just, <laughs> you're, you know. you're analytical. <laughs> yeah. I'm analyzing the whole thing. Um, and if I, if I had it to do over again, I probably uh, would have taken the path of an actor or, or a director. Um, so that's sort of my guilty pleasure. And we still like to, uh, play air guitar and, and have, uh, Metallica playing in the background, especially while I'm writing. So that's why we keep the door closed. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you so much for joining us. We well, thank you, you for having me. Yes. And absolutely. I'm going to check out the book while it's on KU. So I'm going to grab that and, um, uh, we wish you much success in the future. All right. Well, thank you so much. And please feel free to uh, to post any reviews um, when you get finished with it. We'd love to Absolutely. have Absolutely. Those are so important. Will do. All right. Well, thanks again. You have a great day. If you made it this far, you survived another episode of Married to My Writing. Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for our next episode. Until then.